Let's read the Holy Word of God. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms, many dwelling places, many mansions. The King James is better, in my opinion. Because if God prepares you a place, it's not going to be a hovel. It's going to be a palace. Amen? Amen. <laughs> if it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? He had no place to lay his head. But he went to prepare a place for you. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. And you know the way where I am going. Thomas said to him, I love Thomas. He's always doubting and concerned and worried and upset. Lord, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way. I am the truth, the reality. I am the life. No one. No one. Listen. No one comes to the Father but through me. Do you have a place? No one comes to the Father but through me. Now, in this particular scripture, there are so many things. I could probably preach four or five sermons, but I don't think you want four or five. <laughs> you know what Bob always told me? 30 minutes, Steve. We can't take more than 30 minutes. He's probably right. <laughs> Love Bob. Love Bob. But I can say to Bob today, let not your heart be troubled. What a statement. Now, when he said this, it's just shocking. Jesus Christ is sitting there in the upper room with his disciples. And there's Judas. And he knows what Judas is going to do. He's going to betray him for 30 pieces of silver and then in remorse, go and hang himself. Because he betrayed innocent blood. And Peter, oh, that rock. <laughs> you know, Lord, I'd go to death with you. Peter, Peter, three times. You're going to be Judas. Do you understand that? That Peter and Judas committed the identical sins, betrayed Jesus Christ, 
The difference in Judas and Peter is Judas said, I have to self-atone. I kill myself to atone for my sins. You can't atone for your sins. Peter came back to Jesus because he's the only one that can atone for your sins. And then to think that Jesus is saying these words to these apostles and he knows what's about to happen. He's going to be crucified. And he says to them, you know, that's me. Boy, I'm trouble. Hey, look, at, help me out here. Isn't that the way we would be? That's the way I'd be. Hey, Lord, I'm in trouble here. Help me out. But instead, my God, what kind of love is this? Oh, you poor disciples. All of you are going to desert me. I'm going to be by myself. I know what you're going to do. But here I'm going to tell you something. Let not your heart be troubled. Wow. I mean, that's, that's amazing to me. Let not your heart be troubled. He didn't come to minister to be ministered to. He came to minister and give his life a ransom for many. Now, Christmas, my dear friends, the first advent is about death. Advent is to bring a person into the world from eternity. Do you believe in the supernatural? He's coming from eternity into time. That's what we're saying we believe. That Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of God. Christmas. The birth of the Son of God. Are you sure you believe it? Young people? Children? You believe in Christmas? It's not about getting gifts. Although it is. It's getting the greatest gift that has ever been given in the history of mankind. Thanks be unto God for his indescribable gift, Jesus. I tell you, these things are just so shocking and it just stuns me when I read things like this. Let not your heart be troubled. Don't be discouraged. Don't be depressed. Don't be downhearted. Don't be low. Don't be troubled. What? We live in America. It's one trouble after another. Look at the news. Read the newspapers. What do you see? Trouble, anxiety, fear, worry. Is that what you see? That's what I'm looking at there. I'm thinking, those poor people, how can they have any peace in their hearts? My friends, Jesus came to give you the peace of God that passes understanding. He is the Prince of Peace. Now, if you want, you know, I don't know how people who go to bed at night and then wake up to face the next day who are not Christians, I don't know how they can stand it. You know, really, I'm serious. I don't know how they do it. We live in a corrupt, <laughs> sinful, wicked world. <laughs> 
Do you know what Jesus said about his own people? His generation, would you like to hear it? Here's what he said. This is a wicked, corrupt, and sexually immoral generation. <laughs> now, do you think he'd come to America? Jesus comes to America, and he says, Wow, what a holy, righteous, good, loving, kind nation. Do you think he'd say that, or do you think he'd say this? This is a wicked, corrupt, sexually immoral generation. I think we know the answer, don't we? People say, well, Jesus didn't understand our culture. Jesus didn't understand our technological advances. Jesus didn't understand that. My friends, human nature has never changed. It's just as sinful as it's always been. You know how I know this? I know me. That's how I know it. And guess what? I know you. Because don't go thinking out there. Don't think it that you're better than I am. Don't go thinking that. Because you're not. Let not your heart be troubled. Now the question is, how can we not let our hearts be troubled. That's what Jesus says. He says, in order for your heart not to be troubled, this is what has to happen. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In other words, you have to be a theist and not an atheist. Now, I've told you this before. You need to hear it and remind yourself there's only two possibilities. Either God exists or he doesn't. If God doesn't exist, you're a zero. You're just a molecule passing from one state of non-existence to another. That's who you are if you're an atheist. Now the problem with some people in churches, they think like atheists. My friends, you've got to think like a theist. God, God, bigger than the universe exists. My God, it's just mind-blowing. Believe, have faith in, trust in God. Believe, have faith in, trust in me. Jesus is saying, trust in me. Don't trust in yourselves. Don't trust in Trump, my friends. Put no trust in princes or politicians. That's what the Bible teaches. Now, I think Trump will take us down slower than Clinton would have. But guess what? We're still going down. You know why? Because the country as a whole is corrupt. That's why. Unless we have a major revival of proportions never have been seen, this country's going down. But what do I say to you? Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. Why? Why? Why should we believe in Jesus Christ? Why should we believe in him? Because he rose again from the dead. My God. Do you really believe the gospel? Do you remember what the gospel is? Let me explain it to you again. Christ died on the cross for our sins 
according to the scriptures. He was buried. He rose again from the dead. From the dead. You believe the gospel? Are you sure? Now I want you to think about that. Because if he didn't rise again from the dead, guess what? Everything he said is a big, fat lie. Do you understand that's your choice? Either Jesus Christ told the truth or he's a big liar. You don't have some kind of choice out there thinking you're God and saying, well, Jesus, I know you're right here, but you know, Jesus, you kind of missed it here. I'm sorry. You don't have that right. Do you understand this? So what does Jesus say? He says, my words are true. What is truth? It's reality. It's what really exists. Do you believe in the supernatural really exists? What are you doing out there? I mean, these are big things, my friends. These are huge. Jesus said, heaven and earth is going to pass away. You, you see, I'm standing. Oh, this is good, solid. It's not very solid. I hate to tell you this. This little blue planet going around the sun that you're on and you're a speck on a speck in the massiveness of space and God is bigger than space. You believe that one? This is going to disappear. It's, it's unshakable. The only thing that's unshakable is the kingdom of God. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That's what you're supposed to be doing. Young people, you need to pay attention. You're supposed to be seeking the kingdom of God. That's what you're supposed to be doing. Everyone is supposed to be doing that. If you don't believe there's a kingdom of God, well, you're an atheist. You know, there's only two choices. Now, why then is he say, don't let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. Because what I'm telling you is the truth. The reality. My friends, there is another world. What did Jesus come into the world at Christmas to do? To say to you, there is another world. My God. Do we really believe that? Look what he says. If it were not so that in my father's house are many mansions. Now, <laughs> you believe that one? Jesus comes to you and he says, hey, I want you to know something. In my father's house, in heaven. Didn't you pray today, heavenly father? Didn't you pray today? Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Didn't you pray that? Did you mean it? Are you just mouthing words? Is there a father's house? Did Jesus on the cross say, Into thy spirit I commend my spirit? 
Heavenly Father? Did he say that? My friends, you've got to make up your mind. Either Jesus Christ told the truth or he's a liar. Look what he's saying here. I go to prepare a place for you. I love you so much. I'm going to the cross, dying for your sins, resurrecting from the dead, ascending to heaven, and preparing a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I'm coming again. I'm coming again. Advent is first coming, and Advent is second coming. Now, think about this. Jesus Christ rose again from the dead, went into the supernatural world we call heaven, paradise, our Father's house, and he's coming back. Why is he coming back? To receive you unto myself. That where I am, there you may be. You see, heaven is where Jesus is. That's what he's saying. This is shocking statements here. You know, if Jesus is not telling the truth, C.S. Lewis said he must be crazy. You understand the seriousness of these words? Think about it. I'm coming back. Are you ready? Can you say in your heart today? Think about it. Even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Are you sure? It's kind of scary to me. I don't know about you. Even so, come quick. All of a sudden, Jesus is here in the middle of a congregation. And if we saw him, guess what? We would be terrified. You know why? Because we still got sin on our soul. My friends, look at these statements. Look at this. I come again and take you to myself that where I am, you may be also. And you know the way where I'm going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? Then Jesus said these words. I am the way. I am the truth. I and the life. No one comes to the Father's house except through me. You believe me? You know, just recently I read in the newspaper where they're having an interfaith conference. I hate to tell them it's not going to work. Why isn't it going to work? Because Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Now you children, you better make sure you're coming to Jesus and to the Father. He wants you to commit your life to him. I don't care what age you are. Commit to Jesus Christ. 
Everyone has to, you have to make up your mind. Do you know what this means about Muslims and Hindus and Buddhists and atheists and agnostic and Shinto and animists and all the rest? Guess what? They're not going to the father's house. Your family members, your friends who are not Christian, who have not committed to Jesus Christ, guess what? They're headed It's awful to think about, isn't it? Why do you think we have missions in evangelism? Because people are lost. Do you believe that? He said, I came to seek and to save the lost. Do you believe him? Did he tell the truth? You know, I had a little girl <laughs> that was in my church in... Uh, North Carolina, I think she was like, I'm trying to think she was nine or ten. I can't remember, but she was the sweetest thing. I love children. Children are so great. But she came to me and she was upset. And I said, well, what's wrong? She said, I talked to my friend about Jesus and she didn't give her life to him. That's sad, isn't it? But what was wonderful was that she loved her friend so much that she told her about Jesus. How much do you really love, my friends? How much do you love Jesus? You know what the Bible says? We love him because he first loved us. Do we really love him? <laughs> I mean, actually. Do we love the people who are not Christians? Do we love them? Oh, just let them go on. Is that the way we are? I don't care about those people. Let them go on and do what they want to do. Is there really a heaven and a hell? Is that real? In the supernatural world, you and I are going to. This is serious business here, friends. Now, we shouldn't be scared about this. You see, don't let your heart be troubled. You're going to heaven. It's a better place. That's what we're saying. Do we really, you know, you have to ask yourself the question, do I really believe this stuff? This is big stuff. Now, you people here seem like to me such the sweetest group of people, you know? You really do. But guess what? Love rejoices in the truth. Therefore, Jesus said, I am the truth. People... Love the truth. Jesus. They love him. We should love him, my friends. What has he done? He's come into this world at Christmas. He went to the cross for us. We didn't deserve it. 
He gave it to it free. Rose again from the dead. My God, how big is that? Went into heaven. Is coming again. He's coming again. That's the second advent. And we don't have to fear anything that happens in the future. Nothing. We don't need to be troubled about anything. Do you get it? We have peace forever. The kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. You should be happy. Because it doesn't matter what happens, my friends. You're going to the Father's house. And he's got a mansion up there for you. That is, if you're committed to him. That's what Christmas is all about, friends. The first advent brought Jesus into the world. You should call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people out of their sins. The angels sang today, my God. We bring you some great news, which should be for great joy to millions of people. There's born for you today a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. You see, when he says he's a Savior, guess what that means? People need saving. Did you know that? That's, you know, I don't think you need a Ph.D. in philosophy to understand that. Look at that. God so loved you. He sent Jesus. And Jesus at the Last Supper says, let not your heart be troubled. And you're going to have trouble. Let me just, man, man is born under trouble like sparks fly upward. That's what Job said. And my friends, this week you're going to have some trouble. But let not your heart. Be troubled. Do you believe in God? Believe also in me. My Father's house are many mansions. And I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, there you may be also, and I'm going to come back and get you. And so therefore, you look at all the little troubles that you have as not such big things. What about death? Hmm? Mm, yeah, trouble. But for the Christian, it's the gateway to paradise. Isn't it wonderful to be a Christian? You don't have to worry about, oh, God, it's going to be so hard today. No. You're going to get up and say, Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. I can go out. I can enjoy life. I can live for God. I can praise the name of Jesus. This is what my life is all about. And if you live like that, friends, you can live a joyful life. God doesn't want you to be mourning all the time. Now, we do have times to mourn. There's a time to mourn and there's a time to dance. But you should be a joyful person. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, and peace. Do you believe that one? This is, these things are so great. We need to live a Christian life. And if we do, guess what's going to happen? People are going to look at you and say, 
What, what is it with that woman? <laughs> what is it with that guy? What is it with you? Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in Jesus. He's gone to prepare a place for you. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, it's hard for us. We're so borne down by the cares and difficulties of this life. The sicknesses and the sorrow, the tears, yes, death. But Lord, we believe. We believe in God. And we believe in Jesus. And we're coming to God through Jesus. And one day, each of us who are in Jesus will most certainly have our own mansion. I pray for these dear people here that they will have this sure conviction and assurance in themselves that Jesus is not just the reason for the season, but he's the reason for every single day of our lives. Amen.